All right. Welcome to CouncilCast. This is episode number 66 being recorded on January 22nd, 2019. The council is now in session, and as with every week, we will make arbitrary decisions about topics on science, technology, and random shit with little background and next to no expertise. All council cast decisions are final and have no bearing on anything whatsoever. Welcome to this week. Episode number what? 66. So only 600 more to go. You bet. And then we'll be the devil. <laughs> Silas was really into the thumbs up and downs and sideways and making arbitrary decisions. Oh, that's what that was. <laughs> that's what that, that oh, oh yeah, that's what I that get was. it. That's I was confused. Was. That's what that was. Wah, wah. We could we should just create that as a pre-roll for the show. Everybody will love it. Well, you know, when we start taking this podcast seriously, we're gonna do a whole bunch of cool things. <laughs> No, we're not. <laughs> not changing a damn thing. You don't change what's working. <laughs> uh, anyway, we'll kick off tonight in our science category with uh, detecting water or detecting lead in water with your smartphone. Detecting I've always, water. I've always wanted to be able to detect water in my lead. I can see how nice to detect water with your smartphone. So yeah, we're going to all our lead for water. It's water. <laughs> If you drop your phone in it, it might not work anymore. <laughs> that, that's how you know it's water. <laughs> so anyway, this is about uh, these guys who came up with a... I, I, I'm not 100% sure what this is, but it sounds like a microscope that can uh, detect lead inside of water, and it can be attached to your smartphone. A lens made with an inkjet printer? Mm-hmm. What? Like, they take... What? How? How does an inkjet printer make a lens? I mean, with ink? Uh, <laughs> sounds, sounds legit. I mean, I, I think this is... Uh, I, I, I kind of read it, and I'm, I'm not 100% sure how it works. Um, Brian, you found this article. Tell us all about it. I, I found the article, but I uh, I know as much as you guys do. Um, <laughs> so you didn't actually, read it. I, what you you guys, <laughs> I found the article, but I didn't read it. I just way sent it in. You read it. No, no, no. no. You read I, the I, read title. It. I read it. I just, I guess I wasn't really sure if I need to know how much lead is in the water I'm drinking. I just figured I'm just going to drink it. Well, I, if, you, if that's I the case, I, I think there's some houses for sale over in Michigan. <laughs> I just can't imagine having something that you just point at the water and go, nope. I mean, it, just... it may make sense if there's a lens and they're, man, I don't know. Blaine, you're the engineer. I, 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 yeah, I sure. Let's go with it works. Okay. I mean, if it works, then great. I'm not sure. Can like, I download this app? I don't. Can I just point it at a glass of water? Or I mean, no, the picture here looks like I have to like put it on another smartphone, and then I've got to take a picture of it with another smartphone. Well, and from the article, I'm not sure if it was theoretical or actual. That's a good point. Sounds hmm. like they're something they're doing at the college. I mean, so hmm. I mean, said they're... that it's portable and easy to operate. So I mean, it's, they must have made something. Must have. Man, we should we should really start blogging and just 
making up crap like this. Get some cool infographics with a chart there. Look at the chart. <laughs> the chart makes me know, like they have no, they have a pie chart and a line graph. So I like no. <laughs> so I like how the line graph says that the two axes are yellow intensity and concentration parts per billion. And as the yellow intensity goes up, your parts per billion goes up, as if that was unclear. Also, <laughs> it, it does this this particular camera and whatever lens combination they tested from 1.37 parts per billion to 175 parts per billion, whereas the EPA standards require lead levels in drinking water to be below 15 parts per billion. And apparently, the consumer test kits are not sensitive enough to detect. Uh, to accurately detect at that level. Hmm. So this can do way lower than the minimum amount. Which, I mean... I want to say I, way lower, but... That's pretty lower. way lower. 1.37 parts per billion versus 15? Maybe you get into the parts per trillion, man. Well, <laughs> I mean, you're going to have to get your inkjet out and like take that up to Hubble. <laughs> Maybe that requires a laser printer. You know, there aren't trillions of parts to water. I think this is a great idea because it's something everyone has. Maybe not the inkjet printer. I don't really fully understand how that's working, but everybody's got a phone. Yeah. No, I think that we we talked about something similar to this. I mean, similar technologies that were utilizing phones to um, read the blood levels of of patients who knows the, the smartwatch. That's what it was. So Apple bought the technology from the watch so that it could detect uh, glucose levels in uh, diabetic patients uh, so that they didn't have to ha like do the needle pricks all the time. And I know that those aren't all the right medical terms, but that's the general gist that they were going to use your watch so you could tell you you could keep track of your glucose levels. But they didn't quite figure that one out yet. So I don't know how close this one is. Could I use this to detect the amount of lead in my blood then? Yes. I mean, if you did a drop of blood on the inkjet printer, and well, you put your blood Wait, in We the print with the blood? And you print with the blood, and then you take a picture of it with this thing. It'll tell you how many parts per trillion um, yeah. of lead you have in your blood. Dude, so printing, just drink the water. Printing with your blood with an inkjet printer is like, that's like the most... That's like what a metal band would do for an album, like yes. covers that, like they would totally print with blood. It's just like, oh man, their own blood. It would take them years yeah. oh, because yeah. you could only take out enough to do one album at a time. But yes, you, got, you all have made this way more interesting than the little bit that I read when I thought it might be. That's the idea. <laughs> This is what we do. We've been doing this for 66 episodes. 66 <laughs> episodes. I mean, I'm, I understand. It makes sense. <laughs> well, uh, you know. I, thumbs, thumbs up. up. Yeah, right. I think so. I, I'll give it a thumbs up. I, think I don't understand big. what the hell is going on with it, but I, I'm going to give it a thumbs up because I like parts per billion and parts per trillion. So It makes sense to me. I mean, what... What is not a billion, though, is how many seeds have sprouted on the moon in the recent history. And that what? is now gone from zero to one. Yes. And back to zero. And then back to zero. <laughs> so, so China, uh, I think we talked about this a week or two ago, but China has landed on the far side of the moon, formerly known as the dark side of the moon. 
And uh, they got over there and found that it was actually pretty bright. <laughs> and, they're, and they're doing evil cotton plant experiments on the far side of the moon. Yeah, so they planted. I don't know that they're evil, but I, I I'm not sure if they planted the cotton or if they just found the cotton there. I'm not sure. <laughs> but they apparently Is it an evil cotton plant. <laughs> they they okay. apparently have planted a cotton seed and they have seen that it has now sprouted so uh, apparently you, this is the first step to showing that you can grow plants on the moon hmm. except for the fact that it then proceeded to just die so <laughs> well they said it died because well, there's it, no atmosphere to keep it alive well it had it in, it was, it it had it in a little biosphere but then it, it, it was subjected to 170 degrees minus whatever yeah. temperature it, and it, yeah. It, it turns out that when things get really cold, they tend to die. <laughs> Weird. Including plants. So, you think, yeah. You think there's this some... Is a really uh, weird... The uh, Update. January 16th, 2019, 8.35 a.m. Eastern Time. The plant has died, according <laughs> to an updated Xinhua report. The sprout lasted for about a day, but on Sunday, <laughs> January 13th, the... I don't know. How, do how are they pronouncing it? Is it Chang, Chang-Yi? Chang-Yi? What? God damn it! Not cotton. No, the the, the probe. <laughs> it's like uh, Chang Chang comma E Changi. Four probe entered into hibernation mode as the lunar night set in. With temperatures as low as a minus 170 degrees centigrade, life in the canister, quote unquote, would not survive the lunar night, according to Ji Jai. I don't know how it pronounced. The death of the plant, therefore, was not completely unexpected. <laughs> I just really like that line. <laughs> yeah, well, we, look at it. It's going. It's got. Oh. Yeah, yeah we so knew it would probably that, die. It, yeah, that's right. It gets really deathly cold up there. So it sounds like the way that it worked is they had a capsule that they had sent up there and it sprouted during the day when it was in the sun. And then they just decided, yeah, we're not going to insulate it during the night. So too bad. It's going to die. But I guess a night on the moon is like 14 days to us. So. Got it. Okay. That makes a lot more sense. It does? Yeah. Because think of I was like, how could it in a day have sprouted and then overnight it dies? Well, if it's 14 days long, duh. Pretty in much. 14, I mean, it, it died overnight on the moon. It yeah. died immediately as soon as it became night. And then they didn't realize for another 14 days <laughs> because they couldn't see anything. It was nighttime. And it was dark. <laughs> the dark side of the moon. Oh, yeah. It, it, uh, it died. Turns out that plants need sunlight to live. Mm. You know what they could do? They could plant. They could put. A, what they need to do is they need to get a Land Rover that, that, that uh, stays always on the side that's closest to the sun. <laughs> And it's just constantly moving <laughs> really slowly. I think we can make, I think we could get something to live on the moon. Well, China proved that you can for a day. For a day, moon time. So 14 yeah. days. It, it's unclear. Earth time. Well, cool. Good. I mean, good for them. I'm going to give them a big, big old green thumbs up. So. I'm going to give it a thumbs down because they should have planned on uh, keeping it warm during the night. Give it a blanket or something. I'm not really a cotton fan, so. 
Not a huge fan, Cotton. Not a huge fan, Cotton. Sorry. Oh, and there's already like a cabbage that was grown in zero gravity. Romantic. That was in the article too, so suck it, China. I say a thumbs down. <laughs> Whoa. I'm just saying. <laughs> Throwing down over here. <laughs> I think you know what I'll vote. Thumbs up for space. There you go. Thumbs up for space, baby. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, if, if, if you didn't want to lose something, where would you keep it? Monster.com. What? Maybe. I, I, I don't know. Uh, apparently, there was a major breach. Uh, throwing this out here as a PSA for everybody, but uh, there was a major breach of plain text passwords that was recently discovered. Sort of. Sort of. Sort of. But uh, they all didn't come from one breach. Is all compiled from a bunch of shit. Like the TLDR of it was: there's 773 million records in one data breach. But if you look up Troy Hunt's article, who's the "Have I Been Pwned" guy, out of the 21 million unique uh, passwords in the thing, about half of them he didn't already have in his database as being breached. So. So there's still some new ones out there. Yeah, but not very many. But it still is a good reminder. You probably should go change your password because if you're part of this, eh, just I want to double check. You can if okay. So I'm gonna plug password managers here. Uh, <laughs> LastPass or One Password are pretty good. Um, I happen to use both. One for work. One for personal. And I like 1Password's integration with Troy Hunt's um, Pwn Password service. It checks to see whether any passwords you have are compromised passwords hmm. in a safe way. Hmm. It's actually really cool the way that they do it. I'm a huge fan. But I'll that's give them cool. the password managers because I think that's definitely a good solution. You should probably be using them if you are. I can't, yeah, I can't, I can't even tell you what my passwords are. The only password I know the password to is my password manager. That's it. Yeah. That's the way it you, don't, you don't have to remember anything else. And you might want to set up two-factor authentication. Also that. <laughs> two-factor, <laughs> extremely important. Also, when doing two-factor, do it with an authenticator app like Authy or Google Auth instead of the text message version. Oh, yeah. If, if possible. Not always possible. Definitely. Wait. And make sure you have a backup. Yeah, you so, don't want to lose your two-factor guns. <laughs> so what happens when you lose your password to LastPass or OnePass? Well, you're sad. You can't Very get back sad. into anything ever again? I'm actually not sure. I don't know the answer to that question. I've never done it. I'm pretty sure that LastPass does have a way for you to recover a password, but it is more than just going online and answering like some security questions. Like when you sign up for their service, you get like it's kind of like the two-factor stuff. You get like generator codes and like recovery codes basically that you're supposed to store like ideally, like the real way you should do it. And yeah. it's going to sound insane when I say this is yeah, Start you, a Word you either, document you and either, save it on Google Docs. Perfect. No. <laughs> you like the super uber way to do this is the same way people will do uh, keys for their Bitcoin wallets, like the recovery keys for those. Yeah. Tattoo right what here. Tattoo no. the password no. right no. here. You tattoo no, 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 no. You, Sorry, you Matt, Matt's trying to tell us to me. No, <laughs> no, I make a sticker and just stick it on your laptop. 
<laughs> See, he gets it. Nobody, nobody's gonna look there. Okay, what do we do, Matt? Uh, so Blaine's method of uh, so printing it is kind of dubious because I don't know that you want to whatever. Um, you could write it down and lose a printed copy, just to be fair. Right. You could put it in your safe deposit box, or you could go super hardcore. What the Bitcoin people do with their wallet recovery codes is they will get uh, like pieces of metal, like uh, just like a square or a rectangle of metal and a stamp kit, and they'll stamp it into that piece of metal so that like even if there's like a fire, like you still have the codes in the safe deposit box or something. So I had a buddy. I had a buddy who got like a little uh, laser thing, and it yep. was uh, in his. Um, he had it sewn into his body, and when he, he you could push it, and it would make a little. Uh, it would make like a, a laser what? on the wall. Of uh, you know what I'm talking about, Silas? Data. No. Are you talking about you talking about data from Star Trek? <laughs> no, no, no. Good grief. Are you talking about E.T. with the no, light finger? No. E.T. No. Elliot, change your password. <laughs> Elliot. Comrade. What are you talking about? Uh, Jason Bourne. Oh, Jason Bourne. Uh, buddy Jason. Yeah, your friend Jason. My friend. Sorry. <laughs> My friend. My friend. Yeah, so I, th I think one password generated recovery codes when I initially created the account. That's I'm going to look that up later because I, I don't anticipate... The thing not was, remembering I set, it, my I set it up while we were traveling for security, and yeah. I wasn't. I was like sleepy, and I was like, "Oh, I need to pick a new password for this rather than new like, password for what?" Like I might, I needed like set up this like super secure, good new password for, for this one password for one password rather than using something that was familiar in any one of the other apps that I have. Well, you use the. People generally recommend using a passphrase, like a phrase that you're not going to forget. Right. And I, I did that. I was like, this is something I'm totally going to remember because it had like all these. Th and then like <laughs> I got later and I was I tried to sign in. I was like, oh, crap. What is it? And I tried a bunch of times and it kicked me out and kept freezing. And then finally I remembered it. And then I was like, well, I'm never going to remember that. I'm never going to forget that again. And then I did. And then I got <laughs> fed up with it. And then I canceled the service. <laughs> And uh, I, I need to set it up again and like be yeah. more litigious about it and like write it down in a, in a brick of metal or something. <laughs> yeah, I like I've used both one password and LastPass. Um, I kind of like one password better. I don't know if LastPass has added integration yet to check Troy Hunt's uh, stuff to see whether I don't got... think that it does. No, but one password. Well, it does. It will check to see if you've got weak passwords or passwords yes. that are reused across services. Correct. And one password does the same, but it also checks uh, Troy Hunt's database to see if the password that you're using has been compromised in any data breach. <laughs> and the way that they do it is it takes the password that you've got and it hashes it and it takes, so the hash is like characters long, like 30, it's 40 not your password. It's not your actual password. It's like if you took your password and put it through like a, a, a function that makes it into a bunch of gibberish. And then it takes the first Wingdings. five characters of that, sends it to Troy's website or API or however you're doing it, sends the first five characters, says, give me uh, all 
of the hashes that start with these five characters, and then you can check your actual full hash to see if it's in the list. So you never send the full version of the hash password. So it's super safe until proven not safe. But right now, looks really good way to do it. Well, I know what I'm gonna do. I'm not. I know what I'm staying up tonight to do. Password manager. I, I'm, yeah. No, I'm gonna figure out how to hack Troy's right. adventure land or whatever he's got going on there. Troy Hunt. Troy Huntsburg. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna break in. I'm gonna hack in. I'm gonna get. I'm, I'm gonna do it like NCIS does. I'm gonna get a big gulp, and I'm gonna hack in. Are they sponsored by Monster now? Monster. Monster drink. CIS maybe. Ford and Monster. Well, anyway, sign up for a live six is not a very secure password, Silas, and it's difficult to remember. So I can see what, why that would be. What, what is sorry. one, two, three, four, five, six? <laughs> Swap yeah. on my luggage. <laughs> <laughs> An idiot would do that. Uh, remind me to change my luggage later. I see uh, a thumbs up. I like this. It's thumbs stuff. up to password security. Yep. And not, we're not we're not plugging one password or LastPass because money. We're plugging them because it's the services because, we like. Because and they're our sponsor this week. They're not brought to you by OnePass and LastPass. No, bringing you the last no, one not, pass. You'll not, ever we're have. not brought to you by anybody. <laughs> I'm just recommending them because we use their services. But so, if you'd like to sponsor us, LastPass, you can email us at. Why would they do that? The Councilcast. Email us at councilcast. Is it the councilcast or councilcast? One password. (laughs) (laughs) You know who could use a password manager is probably the U.S. Department of Defense. And their system. (laughs) uh, Nice segue. This is a, yeah, this is the excellent nightmare on cybersecurity street. Uh, the, the, uh, apparently, the Department of Defense Inspector General has taken a close look at the ballistic missile system, which, you know, has a lot of power, mm-hmm. and apparently found out that the uh, people don't really uh, take that much care in terms of their passwords when they're using the system. Mm-hmm. It's time to put the guys back in the silos. Apparently, they are running multi-factor at multiple locations, but uh, only three out of the five have turned it on. And, you know, this is only the system that allows you to launch nukes at other people, so. That's a cool-looking building. Where is that? That's the Pentagon. <laughs> it kind of looks like a Pentagon. <laughs> you know, I'm not really surprised by any of this, given the fact that the people who do these jobs for the government aren't mm-hmm. paid nearly enough. Right. Currently, right now, they're getting paid nothing. Well, in general, when they are paid, they're not paid enough. Yeah. Like, yep. good luck retaining top security talent when yeah. it's all... So the, the only people that are incentivized to stay and work these cybersecurity government jobs are people that really, really believe in the mission or people that just aren't very good. Yeah. Yep. So they apparently found that uh, at multiple, multiple missile locations, they had not applied patches to their systems, including patches that go as far back as 1990. What? Who, who's still running a computer from 1990? <laughs> they probably the got shit back there that won't run on anything newer than that. 
And apparently, the uh, the problem is at least two server two locations they didn't have their server racks locked, and apparently allowing anybody to waltz in and get access to their network. And they also didn't encrypt removable hard drives. So you know. I'm serious though. If you had a couple guys in silos flipping switches, this wouldn't be a problem. Do you want? What do you want them to do? What are you saying? You know, they just give them a phone call. They say, "Hey, launch the missiles." That's and not what this back. is about. And flip the levers, and then there's no hacking involved at all. I got it. You want it to be all. You want it to be made, so like. So, like, what if it's a catch-me-if-you-can scenario and we got Frank Abagnale Jr. who calls up the missile guy because he figures out the phone number. He's like, hey, uh, go ahead and launch that miss missile. And they're like, what? He's like, yeah, I am who I say and I, trust me. I think it's a little more sophisticated than that. Like, on every laptop in the silos, they've got the little pass, sticker right? with they the got pass, their one pass. And then they... Genius. Got it. Yes, let's set up more silos. More one silo, silos with men. One, one silo men. per point on this building. <laughs> I give this a thumbs down. Yeah, I'll give it a thumbs down. Well, to figure out what thumbs I'm going to give it, I'm going to walk you through it. First of all, this is about ballistic missiles. Okay. Where, do the, where do the missiles go? In the ground. No, after they've after they've launched, they go somewhere to space, <laughs> <laughs> to the dark side of the moon. <laughs> Two thumbs up for space. Yeah, I thumbs down for this one. <laughs> uh, thumbs down, and, and I can't say that I'm surprised. It's not missile. It's, they're not rockets. They're missiles. It's a type of rocket. So these are 1990 computers. Uh, Government computers? Uh -huh. Where'd you see the 90? Oh, here we go. The auditors also found that three of the five missile locations didn't apply patches for vulnerabilities discovered years and years ago, even as far back as 1990. Oh, it wasn't the computers. It was just that what this that is really long. Okay. Is that there are probably computers running operating systems that are super old. Because well, like that's the, the only thing that that could be. My guess is they probably don't even need to worry about the patches because the computers are so old that nobody's even knows how to use them anymore. I oh no, that's no, accurate. no, definitely. All the guys who are RH there are like, "This is awesome! I finally have a place to play my copy of Oregon Trail and Number Munchers." In 1990, mm, you couldn't play Doom yet. Oh, Wolfenstein was 90. Was that 91? Which one? What are you saying? Wolfenstein, what year was that? Oh. 92. Uh, mm. What could they be playing? Tetris. A bunch, a bunch of Nintendo. Uh, Monkey Island. Play, Monkey Island. Damn it, Gunship 2000 was 1991. Pong, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're in there playing Pong. They're playing Tic-Tac-Toe against the computer. Um, Test Playing drive three. Was that maybe movie War Games? If it were a couple of guys in the silos, they'd just be reading a good book waiting to flip the switch. That's all. I'm just saying. Or playing yeah. Test Drive 3, The Passion. <laughs> Look it up. Great game. They're guys, they're guys who are also stuck in the 90s. They haven't left the silos. They're just sitting in there wearing, from 1990, wearing their baseball caps backward. And you know, looking with the uh, 
looking at their <laughs> Nintendo and uh, they're they're playing they're playing it, waiting for the missiles to launch. That's probably why they didn't update the system. Is they don't even know that it's not. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a really long year. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Well, thumbs down. down for sure. Thumbs Absolutely. Down. Well, at least they're not running uh, Microsoft win- Windows Phone anymore because uh, Microsoft is now going to kill it off and tell you to huh. switch to Android or iOS. Yeah, I'm pretty sad about this in a weird way. <clears throat> tell me more. I mean, I used to have a Windows Phone and I liked mm. the OS a lot, but I there were like no apps to use, so I left. <laughs> and yeah, I, it's just not again not surprising. You know, I hung on to my Windows Phone. I had two of them. I ran Windows Phone for probably four to five years, and and I did. I really enjoyed using it. But uh, you know, eventually, there's just only so much you can do on it. What What is Windows doing to make money? Like, what is that company, what? what is Microsoft doing to make money? All kinds of shit. Because every single thing yeah, that I much, see... How much of their stuff is made up of uh, Azure right now? Probably, like, 70%, I would bet. Made up of what? Azure. Cloud, like, their version of AWS for Amazon. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, because it seems like mostly what they're specializing in is big business stuff, and they seem to be getting away from consumer stuff altogether. <laughs> Like if this is consumer based, we're not doing it. Microsoft Word. The other day, I got an update that said um, you might as well be doing this on Google Word because there's nothing interesting or special here. Just an update from Microsoft. I'm like, I feel like they're getting ready to go out of business with that too. They're just going to cut Microsoft Word pretty soon. They'll keep Excel because nothing beats that. Well, they really just they, they like they like the businesses because that's where all the money is. I mean, they can charge a company a thousand dollars for Word. They're not going to charge you because you're not going to pay it a thousand dollars for Word. Yeah, so they can make more money, but uh, they they've certainly had some struggles. I think with Windows Phone in the past, just getting people to get on board. They're they were a little late to the game, and sure. they necessarily didn't really bring anything new. Uh, and exciting to their platform that really needed people to switch to it. So, although it was good and it was useful, it it just was probably too late and too little, too late. To... Have you guys seen the Microsoft Hololens? Yeah, not old news. That's not a thing anymore, is it? They're coming out with another one, I suppose. They came out in the nineties, and it's all there. No, I saw it a couple of years ago, and I just had I saw it, and like it was huge news for like two weeks. And I was waiting for somebody to develop apps for it or to do stuff with it for it to be like a thing that you could go buy. And like I saw it, I kept, they're like HoloLens coming soon. I kept walking by the kiosk in the mall. I was like, when are they going to come out with this? And there's, a lot of people, there's actually a lot of companies that use HoloLens. Um, but that's the problem is they're all companies right now uh, mm. that are using it. Because... Um, because again, they're the ones who are willing to pay for it, but they're using it for like services. Uh, the the thing with Hololens is it's all augmented reality, so they can use it to uh, for service manuals. You, like if you're a service operator, you can put on these goggles, and then you can see in real time, kind of on a car, maybe let's say of where uh, where the parts are that they need to get uh, repaired. So, so they are so. Companies are using it, so they haven't really. 
They're like, Correct. this could be used for home use stuff. And everyone's like, yeah, we just want to use it for business because you're Microsoft. And Microsoft was like, yeah, okay. I, I think they're to the point where they're like, you know, it costs way too much for a consumer to even buy it. So they're like, if we get a bunch of businesses to kind of fund the R&D, which happens a lot, eventually it'll get cheap enough where we can then offer it to the consumer. That's, that's just frustrating. Like, I was so excited. I was like, by the year 2020, I'm going to have a HoloLens. We're not going to own a TV anymore. We're just going to we're gonna have our glasses on, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be watching my thing. Kayla's going to be watching her thing, sitting on the couch next to each other. It's going to be amazing. Uh, and uh, then it never happened. I'm, I'm going to thumbs up for them killing off something that they probably should, but thumbs down for, like, kind of mismanaging it. That's a yin yang vote right there. I, I'm giving this a thumbs down because I think that uh, it, it reduces some of the competition in the marketplace. And really? Did, were they really competing? Well, it, they weren't, but it <laughs> at least brought some different thinking. So I give it a okay. They weren't doing any thinking. We, we, we've gone over this. I see what you're saying, though, Blaine. Like having more fish in the sea. Is is good for the ecosystem. I'm going to say thumbs up because we're not talking about AT and T, and I don't even know what we're talking about right now. So, <laughs> I mean, uh, I'll say Microsoft has actually made a pretty big push in getting all of their stuff onto Android. So, if there are people out there still using Windows Phone, really, Microsoft has <clears throat> more time into supporting Android than they are their own OS at this point. So, yeah, thumbs up for that. All right. Uh, so we'll move on to our other cool and weird shit. And I think we'll start with uh, this. Vi video games can actually make you better than a real race car driver. I want it. I'll believe it when I see it. So there's this guy who trained uh, using a basically trained to be a Formula One driver on a real track. He used video games. Uh, to train for this, and in his, what I'm assuming, the first time in a real car, he went out and raced against a uh, current Formula E driver, who was an ex-Formula 1 driver in Mexico, hmm. and actually beat him. So, I guess video games are better than the real world now? I mean, not necessarily better. <laughs> Decent training, it seems. Yeah, I mean, we train our yeah. pilots on video games before we go put them in the real thing. I wonder if special forces use any kind of uh, training because uh, for with all of the games that are like that, I'm sure they could do different types of like to be able to set up like different types of scenarios and stuff. Okay. Yeah, why not? I'm I'm sure that all the special forces probably just play Call of Duty and they're <laughs> like, yeah, that's pretty. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? You know. That, a really good follow-up to this would be a bunch of guys who only play Call of Duty and then go into some sort of combat simulation yes. with real there special forces guys. Well, that's just it, though. With this, it I'm pretty sure... In every application. I'm pretty sure... Well, I didn't read this. Like I, I, I don't read any of them. But I do think that there are um, definitely driving... Um, steering wheels that you can buy to plug into your gaming system. And they oh, have yeah. some really sophisticated ones mm -hmm. now that respond very, 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 very similarly to real steering wheels and the real driving conditions with the game. And so if the driving conditions on the game are, 
are as long as the the response time and things are similar to real life experience of driving a Formula One car, then it would it would feel and look the same as when you're in the game. And of course, that's that's not being that's not that the being doing a video game is better than real life. It's just a substitute for real life when you can't afford to go drive a Formula One car and crash it a thousand times to figure out how to get good at it. So. You know, I'm not sure what video game he used to train, but I'm pretty sure was I was iRacing probably. iRacing? Dude, that that game is like people are super serious about it. Okay. Like but I, I'm sure you're right. He probably has a full setup like that exactly replicates what an F one car looks like, I would bet. Yeah, I mean mm-hmm. people moving from iRacing to actual racing cars is not that unheard of. Oh yeah, he did say the future is bright at iRacing. So it's just a hell of a lot friggin' cheaper <laughs> to play iRacing than it is to have to have a car. I mean, I, I thought he probably trained on Mario Kart. So. And yeah, that's, that's he just he brought the blue shell. But I mean, these these games are getting so good at simulating the real thing that it's mm-hmm. just not surprising at all. Well, and even the materials and the look of it, if you have an immersive setup, if he was driving in VR goggles, he may yeah. or may not. Been, it doesn't yeah. even necessarily have to be. The big thing about it is like if you play a, like getting that track awareness and all that stuff and how the cars <laughs> are supposed to handle. Like what you and he talks about it here, you know, he says that, you know, a lot of it is you have to manage the car too. It's more than just driving. And so I think the simulators are adding a lot of that where, you know, you're doing tire management, you're doing. Right. Uh, as you go, the tires and, can become less effective. As your brakes heat, they can become less right. effective. That kind and, of and that's all being programmed into the game so that it is, I mean, it literally is almost as close as you could get to driving a real car without actually being in a real yeah. car. So. Well, cool. Yeah, good for him. Nice job. Nice job, video games. Uh, another thumbs up for another thumbs up for video games. I think next week we'll uh, have the story about kids who play Call of Duty and then go and do basic training. There you go. <laughs> Why not? Uh, anyway, uh, m- maybe they need some more training over at the <laughs> packaging plant because apparently frozen chicken nuggets may now contain wood. From this particular place. I thought they always had wood in them. This is the the damn friggin' cheese all over again with the friggin' sawdust. (laughs) Crunchy nuggets. So this is apparently from uh, specifically Purdue. Fiber nuggets. Uh, They apparently specialize in frozen, gluten-free chicken nuggets. Plus wood. So we're we're all sure that gluten is not in wood which i guess is good so yep i mean, I mean at least what'd you, what'd you expect they were really sticking it to the gluten eater <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Ouch. why would you make that joke Matt? <laughs> oh man oh, that was really good oh man you should just leave it alone. Man, you're barking oh, up the oh, wrong tree. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess if you bought some uh, Purdue Simply Smart organic um, chicken nuggets, you might want to double check that they don't have a wood in them before you eat them. Or if you think they taste fine, just go nuts. Yeah. <laughs> if you like to, that's your sort of thing. 
You know, at least you know that you're still not getting gluten, so you're all good to go. I'm going to go like, out on a limb I like, here. I like this top comment here. So I got curious and Googled, is wood gluten-free? I shouldn't have been surprised to find it answered. Most fiberboard is loaded with glutens, thanks to the post-processing done to them. Pieces like MDF, short, short for most definitely flavorful. Set <laughs> <laughs> off my own allergies, something fierce. <laughs> As for regular wood grains to avoid, remember that gluten helps things keep their shape, so it's more common in softwoods like pines and firs. Most hardwoods are certified gluten-free and can be safely utilized in your workshop. Check the labels on your lumber before buying to ensure the wood you're using in your shop is okay for your diet. I really, really like the most definitely flavorful. That's what MDF is. This guy says, damn you, Bandersnatch, foiled again. <laughs> that's that's friggin' fantastic. Oh, that's oh, genius. Um, yeah. I give it a thumbs, thumbs down. Thumbs up, man. That's awesome. That reminds me of uh, another article that I heard about on NPR the other day, though, where a truck tipped over on the interstate and dumped out thousands of pounds of chicken nuggets. Were they and these were wood-free chicken nuggets. No, it sounds to me like these guys. Uh, it's it's is it's this is a big chicken nugget conspiracy. It's big chicken, <laughs> big nugget. It they they caused the truck to topple because they didn't want to have to do the recall. Yep. Well, and then what happened? But what happened was the, like the story gets the the plot thickens because nah. they the, it tips over thickens and then there were. There were all these hundreds of pounds of chicken nuggets just strewn across the road and, and on, in a ditch and everything. And word spread like uh, wildfire. And people from all over the county started showing up to go get the chicken nuggets. Well, the news didn't get out that fast, even though it was wildfire. Once it caught, it, it was it was all uh, it was all guns blazing. But it was still like twelve to twenty four hours after the tip the truck had tipped and so all of the food had gone bad but people kept showing up to take and bring home the chicken nuggets and so then the police were out telling people don't take the chicken nuggets you're gonna get sick so like making these these uh psas about not eating day old raw meat that so hadn't been cooked and henceforth the zombie apocalypse to where was this at again iowa yeah, zombie apocalypse took place in Iowa. This isn't completely unprecedented. During uh, my mom will tell you the story about how uh, when she was little, it was like super wintertime, super freaking cold. Some semi crashed with a bunch of either either frozen chickens or frozen turkeys. Yeah, and they were just all over the interstate. People from all over the county were coming. And just loading their cars with like these frozen birds, yeah. and, and they, they stayed just, frozen. They, they were frozen. They just took a, they took them all home, and people, freezers were full. They were putting them in snowdrifts outside. <laughs> That's like, just uh, it. People people from that county were smarter than the people from this Chicken Nugget County because this was like in the middle of a hot summer man, day or something. I have too many. Like, what are you about doing? Doesn't the the wood and the protective coating around the nugget actually mm -hmm. keep it from going bad? Oh, yes. 
Uh, they, the police the police were saying this so that people wouldn't steal their chicken nuggets. Basically, what was going on? It's a police conspiracy. Could we tap one of them for themselves? Tap the chicken nuggets with like wood taps to get at the succulent maple inside. <laughs> he just poured out. Yeah, one nugget at a time. I mean, you you'd have to have 150 nuggets for at least one pancake's worth of syrup, but it'd be worth it. Chicken and waffles, baby. <laughs> Where that came from. Well, exactly. I'm gonna I'm gonna branch out and give this two thumbs sideways. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a thumbs up for sure. I, I I like it. I like I like gluten free. So the vectors cancel out. It's two thumbs. It. It's nothing. It's nothing. I give it nothing with a lot of effort. I thought you were just making another wood joke. I did branch. <laughs> uh, the wood jokes. I'm just. <laughs> yeah, I was well, going to vote for the nuggets, but no, the jokes are just that just did it. You know, speaking of wood jokes, uh, <laughs> apparently President Trump now wants to uh, have his border wall paid for. Oh with, my God, you're actually including this because I put it in the comments. Yeah, online, it's amazing. Online fees for porn. So anytime you get wood, you have to pay. <laughs> this is. Insane. What does he want to do? I, I read this article earlier Arizona today. Arizona lawmaker. And, they, and they're proposing a $20 fee on people who want to view online pornography. So the way I read this is this is basically... The government's like, taxing uh, porn. They're taxing porn. They would tax they the wall. They're, yeah. they're putting up a firewall on the internet to block porn to build a real wall in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I'm unclear how this you, is supposed to stop people from viewing porn. Your erection will build a massive erection. I don't. I'm pretty sure that this is supposed to work like what uh, the UK has, where they actually have a adult content filter. How do they and pull it off? I I don't know, but apparently, I, I'm guessing that Both that's hands how, and a little bit of lube. <laughs> and then you pay to get access to the adult content. But, but. It's the internet. <laughs> I don't. Un I don't understand how they're just Aww, not. That sounded really sad. I don't. I just don't understand the how it even gets blocked in the first place. By your service provider? Nope. How? The government. The government. Uh, the government just contacts Al Gore, and Al Gore puts up uh, a firewall, an, encry an encryption something. Whatever. Or this is stupid. And then you just put a passcode. <laughs> this is the stupidest thing. Uh, it's not gonna. It's not gonna happen. You know how I, I know this? I don't, but I just imagine it won't. It's never gonna happen. Well, yeah. Gosh. Yeah, Is the wall ever gonna get built? I don't know. It's you know. It. I. I think that. I think that uh, there's possibility that it could, and there's possibility that it couldn't. <laughs> right now, you know, it's it's really anyone's ballgame. <laughs> Hey, what's the weather going to be like tomorrow, Silas? It's going to be anywhere it's, it's from be, cold it to hot. It could be bad. I don't oh, know. my God. It's like a guy at work, he can't he can't do, like, remembering people. Like, their like he can't tell. He's really bad at describing people. It's like, hey, uh, you you saw who was driving that car. Did you, did you happen to get a look at, like, what they look like? Oh, you know, it, it was a man or maybe a woman. They <laughs> they, they had a face. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's I like exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, it's like it's just really funny to listen to him describe <laughs> people. Um a thumbs up for, for getting wood, man. Oh yeah, I give it Great. one yeah. massive thumbs up. I I don't I thumbs down it. One raging thumbs up. up. <laughs> the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> I think I think the idea that um, a pol- another politician is trying to figure out a way to um, legally watch porn at work is, you know, just just something that our country is doing right now. <laughs> if we could tax porn and drugs, we could buy the moon from the Chinese and do whatever we want with it. <laughs> buy the moon. <laughs> moon made in China. <laughs> They stamped it on the other side of the moon. You know that, right? <laughs> it's a tag. They're it as we speak. It's a tag. You know it's a tag. They're going to build it so big that you that you can see it from Earth. It's going to say made in China. And then from the moon, you can see the Great Wall. It's like they but, just they know exactly how to, to build things to to view to view them from off the off the place where it's from. I thought they were on the far side of the moon. So well, they're over there, uh, getting things ready so they can well they can move the drill around and, and etch it to this side so you can see. Made we'll put in China. some missiles on the side. We'll spin that thing around, and then we'll see what's going on. <laughs> spin the moon around. Spin it around. Spin it. All right, I think uh, we're gonna wrap up tonight with our Elon Musk pitches. Do it. So, uh, who wants to go first? Oh gosh, I was just down in Texas for a week-long trip. And I was riding around in we were doing I was hunting with my brother. My brother was hunting. I was filming the hunt um, for their YouTube channel, doing all kinds of filming stuff. But one thing that we did while we were down there was uh, the entire time we rolled rode around in a mule, um, which is the name of an ATV of some kind that basically is great at running through and over and around any brush, dirt, patch, mud hole, you name it, it can get through it. Um, what I would love for Elon Musk to do is to build um, every Tesla with uh, that capability. I want him to have an ATV fully battery powered electric vehicle um that uh can basically i I want it to be like a tank because i want it to be completely enclosed that's what i really want i just want him to build a tank that's battery powered and i can use that's full size and i can remote control it so so you don't want to be in the tank. You just want to remotely control the tank. I want to be able to do both. I want to be able to sit in there and use a remote control. Because I'm not good at driving otherwise. And does it do anything fancy? It's just an electric tank, EV tank. Yeah, electric tank, that's all. I mean, you could, it could have, it could have ground air missiles. It could do all kinds of military applications, but really I just, I want to drive around an electric tank. All right. Anybody want to go next? Anyone want to vote on it? Uh, I'm giving that a thumbs down. <laughs> I'm pretty, pretty electric ATV. I like that. I like the yeah, remote control part. That's pretty cool. Oh, there's a remote control? Yeah. Oh, thumbs down. 
Oh. Ah. Oh. Ah, thumbs up. Thumbs up. <laughs> I uh, was kind of hoping uh, after some of the articles that you guys sent this week that uh, that we could get Elon to uh, put a, a greenhouse on the, the 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 other side of the moon, not the far side of the moon. The and side we see house to grow all of the stuff that cannot be grown by the Chinese on the back side of the moon. The dark side of the moon. So really, nothing fancy. Just kind of a greenhouse, fruits, vegetables. Well, just—I mean, that, did anybody tell the Chinese it's dark back there? <laughs> no wonder they only got it to sprout and then it died. I'm just—I think that would be a really good thing to have. Hmm. I, I give it a thumbs up. How hot's this greenhouse getting once the sun hits it? Uh, I don't know. Elon will figure it out. I'm sure. He'll keep it cool <laughs> with a liquid spray. Yeah, it's going to be a greenhouse that weeps fuel on the outside. <laughs> cool. Made out of aluminum. Hmm. Alrighty. Thumbs up for Moonhouse. Moonhouse. I, I like it. I think uh, I, th I think my, my pitch for him this week is going to be that since um, not everybody can buy or wants to buy a a Tesla car that he should create a simulator for the Teslas that anybody can buy and download at home and then they can act like they're driving a Tesla around. And then and they he, can race the actual Tesla drivers. If they ever win the but, but here's the deal. When you're racing them, you actually are racing them in like real time. So like there's some dude in a Tesla sitting you on the street. You're driving oh, their car. No, you're racing against oh. their car. So they're racing down the street. You're virtually on the same street, and you're racing them. Hmm. It could be like a, one of the game modes that he puts into the new Model 3s, because you can play video games on those now or something. If the tank is there, it's a thumbs up. Tank? Sure. Tank could be an option. You yeah, could, like yeah. You could have a tank. A Tesla tank? The Tesla, Tesla tank. The TT. I like it. It's the Tesla TT. Tesla TT. Let's see here. Okay. TT. Whatever. Pitch one. A electric tank. Can have. Uh, what did I say? A controller? <laughs> I said EV tank with remote control capabilities. And can go anywhere. EV tank control can go anywhere. EV tank. Including the moon. Do they got supercharging stations where our tanks are at most of the time? Including the dark side of the moon. Well, it's a tank. It'll have its own supercharging station. It's huge. Every time it fires the main, uh, main gun off. Can you imagine how surprised the Chinese would be if they're back there etching made in China on the back of the moon and one of Tesla's TV tanks goes EV tanks goes up there? It'd be crazy. <laughs> I think it'd be awesome. A green so I got EV tank and then I got greenhouse on the moon. AKA Moonhouse. Trailers on the moon. 
Um, and then we got uh, Blaine's uh, Tesla simulation. <laughs> that allows you to race real drivers in real time with tank skin options. <laughs> real drivers in real time with EV tanks as an option. All right, Matt, what do we got? Man, mine's going to be just too real, basically. Two things. Okay. They need to figure out how to pay their upcoming debt off. It's like Tesla. Oh, okay. (laughs) Elon needs to figure out how they're going to pay off their upcoming debt. And two, get your goddamn customer service figured out. I'm tired of reading the stories about how, like, they're they're good at delivering the cars now, but they can't support it after the fact, and it's making me really sad because I really want a Model Three, but I don't know that I want one to the point that I'm willing to put up with the goddamn horror stories that I'm reading all over the subreddit. It's just one after the other about how uh, their service is going to shit, and I'm sure that laying off all these people is going to help with that. Do you think that paying off their debt would help? Well, I mean, they need to figure something out. And I guess, to be fair, to be fair, I don't... It it truly actually might be the best thing for them right now to focus on getting cars out the door and just hopefully the ones that they're getting out and are not having issues... And that we're just seeing the squeaky wheels. Um, But nobody wants to buy a car and then have to deal with what they've been dealing with with Tesla. Like, none of this shit that I'm reading about would fly at any dealer ever. So, get your shit together, together, Tesla. Thumbs up to fixing that because I think that's a big deal if you want to still stick around. I'm giving I mean, thumbs up to all this. They've done a great job, and nobody's saying they can't continue to do a great job. They just need to get better. So I got EV tank. Remote control can go anywhere, even the moon. Greenhouse on the moon so plants don't die, a.k.a. moon house. <laughs> Tesla simulator. Uh, race real drivers in real time with EV tanks as option. Pay off Tesla debt and get customer service figured out. <laughs> All right. I like that it ends on a oh, real, real far fetched. <laughs> yeah. How much debt was coming due? I'll look it up. Dear Elon Musk, pitch ideas. I like last week's. We had the two parter. Blur out license plates all the time, especially when cops are around. A basketball <laughs> league on the moon called Moon League promotes people going to space. The Earth will play the moon once a year, and the event will be called Space Jam. Helium gun to take people to space. Oh, but I I typed it helium gum. Oh no, yep. it is helium gum. Yep. Oh, yes. <laughs> helium gum takes people to space, filled with oxygen to help them breathe. Build a rocket league stadium and rocket league cars under Ankeny called the Ankeny Underground Boring Rocket League. <laughs> and then I used a little car and a little uh, rocket emoji. Cool. You know, these kind of ideas, I'm surprised the companies haven't. Uh, uh, capital issues you know we've given them so many good ideas well so they've got 920 million in debt that's coming due and if if they had to pay it all what tomorrow no march 1st and 
if they had to pay it all out in cash, it would wipe out a third of their cash reserves. Mm, that's a lot. Cash is king. Apparently, I'm trying to figure because this this article keeps talking about if they had to do cash. Apparently, if their stock were high enough, they wouldn't have to do it with cash. They would what pay in stock options? Tesla had previously notified bondholders they could be paid out in a 50-50 mix of cash and common stock if the stock doesn't recover. But if the stock doesn't recover above 359. <laughs> A gain of 16% from Fridays. This is an older article. Intraday price, but conversion date Tesla. Okay. So if it's not above the conversion rate of 359.87, then they they will have to pay it in cash. That's. Oh, oh okay. I see what it is. Yeah. yeah. Because it's held in. Uh, did it, must basically convertible bonds they would have to pay out what they got basically convertible senior notes yeah you can't you can't repay your right debt you can't pay with stocks that are worth less than what you got right i mean why couldn't you just pay with more stock than one to one i guess I, whatever i don't know i don't fully understand it i just know it's a big number it's almost a billion dollars in debt that's coming to you you should go fix that then. Nine hundred twenty million. Did I say nine hundred twenty billion earlier? That could, I hope I didn't, because that would have been outlandish. Nine hundred twenty million dollars. Oh, well, that's not as bad as nine hundred twenty billion dollars. Obviously not as bad. So that's the best I mean, news ever. Nine hundred twenty million. I can help out with that. <laughs> Thanks. All right. With that, I'm going to call this council meeting adjourned. Thank you for listening. We now record this podcast live on Tuesday nights. You can check now, us out on as YouTube as if we didn't before. <laughs> yeah, it's brand new. It's oh. brand new. If, if you haven't seen it, it's new to you. <laughs> and if you liked what you saw and you want to find all of our past episodes, you can go to councilcast.org or search on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher for the Councilcast. Yeah. If you'd like a topic if you'd like a decision on topic, you can send it to us at councilcast at gmail.com or with us on Twitter at Real Councilcast. Thanks for listening and goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.